This is Popular Front, a podcast focused on the very niche and kind of geeky details of modern warfare with me, Jake Hanrahan. For this episode, we're speaking to Paulie Doyle. He's a journalist and he's going to be speaking about the so-called new IRA, a relatively new Irish Republican militant group operating in Northern Ireland. This year already they've set off a large car bomb in Northern Ireland and most recently sent letter bombs across the UK, one of which detonated, burned up, it wasn't a massive one. But we're going to speak to Paul, he's going to tell us why the new IRA and Brexit specifically could pose a threat to relative peace in Northern Ireland. For bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash popularfront. So, Paulie, there's this new uh, Irish Republican militant group, car bombs, letter bombs, they've done all sorts. Who is the so-called new IRA? The new IRA are, would be the most kind of the most active dissident Republican group currently operating in Ireland. And it's, um, it's an amalgam of a number of other dissident groups that kind of came before that. So that would include people like... Um, Republican Action Against Drugs um, and the real IRA who um, I suppose most famously were responsible for the the Omar bombing. Yeah, and the new IRA has been pretty active recently, right? The group are responsible, I mean, in addition to the, the kind of four packages that were sent uh, across Britain, um, they were also responsible for a, a car bomb attack outside a Derry courthouse back in uh, January. And they've sent letter bombs to kind of various British targets over the years. So they would kind of see themselves as engaged in a military campaign um, with the kind of end goal being a 32-county socialist Irish republic with um, um, no interference from Britain whatsoever. Right, and I think it's probably a good idea to say now as well, like a lot of Americans contact me when I'm, I'm talking about the IRA or whatever, and they're like, whoa, is the troubles back on? And it's like, no, the troubles are definitely not back on. But the new IRA is particularly militant, right? We've seen the real IRA, we've seen RAD, like you just mentioned, a Republican Action Against Drugs, which, you know, would shoot drug dealers and whatever. But the new IRA, it's it's like a coalition of all those groups, right? Yes, I, I actually think it's it's important to point out as well, though, that um, they don't call themselves the new IRA. Yeah. Um, and neither did the real IRA, neither did... Um, Oh, there's, there's, there's a lot of them. Basically, there's been like kind of a kind of countless groups caught refer that refer to themselves as the IRA. You know, going going back, you know, decades. And British and Irish media would differentiate between them, kind of by calling them different names. Um, to answer your question, I, there's you know, it's it's not going to be a return to the troubles. The appetite, the appetite just isn't there. The vast, vast majority of people in both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland uh, support the Good Friday Agreement. Um, with that said, if there's a return to a hard border, there's absolutely no doubt that, you know, any soldiers that are kind of patrolling it will be shot at by people like that's I mean, that's 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 a given. So, uh, you know, in terms of average day to day people living their lives, they'll probably be unchanged. But I mean, if there's uh, British military personnel, well, then they're, they're going to have a, a very difficult time of it. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to realize. You know, I've spoken to even British people even here that are like, oh, what, isn't that over? It's like, no, you know, there are still counties in the north of Ireland or Northern Ireland, however you want to say it, that are, you know, under occupation or owned by Britain, you know, however you feel about it, Britain is still there, though. You know, you have the loyalists, you have whatever, but generally everybody wants to live, 
everybody's okay. They don't want fighting. But like you said, if Brexit puts the border up, you know, and that leads to a toll, the toll gets attacked, then you need a security guard and the security guard gets attacked. Before you know it right, it escalates. Exactly. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know. It, it seems that there wasn't anything that was particularly taken into account, uh, you know, when when they were when they were kind of drafting or you know deciding on whether or not they were going to vote for for Brexit. It seemed to be an afterthought. People kind of went, "Wait a minute, hang on a minute, what's going to happen in Northern Ireland?" Um, you know, where there's there's a kind of, there's a soft border. Um, it's 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 been it's been very strange, and we've seen as well that the sort of British ruling class the kind of attitudes that they've had toward uh, Ireland was it Karen Bradley's comments as well about the I hope I got her name right um, but the British soldiers in Northern Ireland sort of being able to kind of by definition not committing crimes when they shot people um, and then you had uh, Boris Johnson's uh, father Leslie Johnson saying you know that it doesn't matter you know whatever whatever Britain does the Irish are always going to shoot at each other so there's been a sort of an attitude, I think, by particularly by the Tories of just kind of indifference and then using Northern Ireland when it's politically expedient, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think the point is, you know, the active conflict is over, but the troubles definitely has a legacy still, right? And I, I think that brings us to like the new IRA, right? Why do you think they're, why are they consolidating now? You know, why are they becoming a threat now? They would see themselves as kind of carrying on the, the legacy of Irish republicanism, which has been around since the, you know, the War of Independence, which it's the 100th anniversary of uh, this year. Um, so there's a kind of a famous saying in, um, in Irish, republicanism, Irish republicanism, which is that England's difficulty is uh, Ireland's opportunity. So they would see the kind of the, the instability or the, the kind of chaos of Brexit as, an, as just another example or another another opportunity for them to sort of uh, further their ends, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I was at a uh, memorial uh, where the political group, not saying they're associated to the new IRA, but the police say that Siru, a political group in Northern Ireland, is associated to uh, the new IRA. Uh, and anyway, they were saying the anti-EU anyway and it did occur to me that what you've just said I thought oh well that would be an excellent opportunity right for these militant groups um but but new the new IRA started before now right it's not like they've just come up out of nowhere right yeah so Syria was formed in 2016 and the new IRA I believe were formed in what 2012 2013 something like something like that so they've been around a little bit a little bit longer and then obviously they're carrying on the work, if you want to call it that, of the the groups that they're that they're made up of, right? And and there was this attack in January, like you mentioned, the car bomb. That was a big deal, right? Like we haven't seen an attack like that for a long time in Northern Ireland. Yeah, thirty minutes before that bomb went off, there was a group of school kids that walked by it. Because you know, typically, I mean, you do have kind of you know uh, dissident Republican groups engaging in kind of um, attacks but they always kind of call in a warning and it's it's no you know there's not there isn't much of a risk of anybody kind of being caught in the caught accidentally in it but in this one it was it was quite a close call like some some young people could have been could have been could have been killed so it's um it's definitely it's definitely an escalation um something else that's kind of interesting is that historically the the ira or dissident republican groups republican groups would never have targeted scotland um, so the, the packages that were sent across Britain, one of them was sent to uh, Glasgow uh, Glasgow University. 
um, because Scotland would have been seen as a kind of a, a, a place, particularly Glasgow, to, that would have supported a united Ireland, which is why the provisional IRA who fought during the Troubles never targeted it. So there's been a, a divergence from what, you know, uh, Republican groups would have traditionally done, as well as uh, an escalation in, in kind of recent terms as well, certainly. And uh, maybe you can explain those packages. We haven't really gone over them yet. What, what was that all about? The, it was kind of the start of March. There were packages containing explosives and they were marked Love Era. Era is the Irish for Ireland. Uh, they were sent to four locations across the United Kingdom, including Heathrow Airport um, uh, and kind of University of Glasgow. As um, was one other one that was sent that actually popped up the day the day or shortly after my article went live actually it was it was found in limerick so it didn't actually make it to the uk <laughs> just sat there in the post office yeah exactly yeah so they had to like evacuate a post a post office in in limerick um initially it wasn't there because it was such a divergence as i as i mentioned to to kind of target scotland the the police here the the guardy kind of suspected that maybe it might have been a a lone wolf attacker um, and not necessarily a kind of a, a paramilitary group. But then about a week later, um, they used a recognised code word. They sent a statement to a news outlet called the Irish News and uh, a group referring to themselves as, as the IRA or who are referred to as the new IRA by the kind of British and Irish media uh, claimed responsibility for the, the parcels. Right. And these were, you know, quote unquote, letter bombs. Now, I've seen the only one that managed to detonate and it's kind of like having a sparkler in a bin bag, right? I mean, they weren't particularly sophisticated. I'm not sure about the, the the strength. I know that somebody got quite badly burned, as far as I know, from when when they opened. I don't know. I'm not sure how. I you know, I'm not sure how sophisticated they are, or or if they would be kind of possible. Like if it would be possible to kill somebody with them, but you could certainly maim somebody, or or instill you know a certain amount of fear if you're working in a in a university or an airport and people, you know. Oh, okay. I didn't think they were that effective. Um, and why do you think then that they've gone? for Scotland this time like like you said it does seem weird well it was for a kind of a British military recruitment office and I, I would imagine the only kind of reasoning I can think of is that they maybe just saw it as just kind of another another target um, and I like it's 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 actually it's, it is actually a bit of a mystery so no one is actually really sure um, which is kind of what made it so weird but if I was to speculate I'd say that they just kind of saw a British military recruitment office as uh, a legitimate target even if it was in a place that sort of historically been a supporter of United Ireland. Right, right. Um, and is there any kind of um, idea of how many members this new IRA might have? It's difficult to tell, obviously, because they're uh, a highly illegal organisation. But uh, sure. the, the, the group that are uh, suspected of being their political arm, uh, Siru, uh, they had their meeting. It's got an Ardesh. It's like a Irish for 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 meeting. Um, and there was about two hundred people at that. So that might indicate a kind of a, a you know the the ballpark figure. Although it's 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 probably it's probably lower than that. Right, and they have their own wing, right, in uh, like Magabri and then various other kind of Republican prisons. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's about 50. That's something that people don't know as well. You mentioned kind of people people not being aware of the kind of the extent of the legacy of the Troubles. There's still about 50 Republican prisoners in, in Ireland at the moment, most of whom would uh, who would, would, would identify as uh, new IRA. Yeah. They would have their own wing kind of separate from like a lot of the, the kind of the prisons for people who are involved in kind of either 
paramilitaries or kind of high end uh, kind of organized crime, they would have to put, you know, uh, everybody who's affiliated with anything even resembling a gang in their own wing and their own section just to prevent people from kind of <laughs> killing each other. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, there's a bit in your article. Um, I've got it in front of me now and I just wanted to read this because people really, really do not understand the level of militancy still going on in Northern Ireland. It doesn't even make the news in England. You know, it's insane, even though allegedly, you know, it's meant to be part of the UK. So um, what is it here? This bit says, according to statistics released by the PSNI, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, there were 15 bombing incidents, 37 shooting incidents, and two security-related deaths between March of 2018 and February of 2019. A total of 1.3 kilos of explosives and uh, explosive rounds, and 3,333 rounds of ammunition were also seized. That's just in a year, right, in Northern Ireland? Not even a year. And that's... That's actually kind. Of, that's actually a decline. Like it used to be, um, kind of higher, uh, a lot higher. Um, and it's it's actually kind of gone down in recent years. But yeah, no, it's 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 a kind of a constant background presence. If if that if that makes sense, you know, there's always been kind of some level of um, dissident. They they take a, they take issue with the term dissident, but mil- militant, shall we say, Republican activity going on since in the twenty years since the the Good Friday Agreement. Um, you know. The, the you go to Belfast I mean you'll see that the police guards I mean they look very different from I don't know you're based in England aren't you they look yeah, yeah. certainly look very different from from England very different from the ones in Dublin where I am um you know the the main kind of police uh the police center is kind of looks like almost like a barracks or a fortress you know so it's it's a completely different environment than the rest of the UK and our and the Republic of Ireland where I'm from for sure you know when they have to be a lot more careful uh, the police yeah. you know it's a difficult job for them I have a very good friend that lives on the Fool's Road. And when I'm with him, you know, I've been up there in Northern Ireland with him. And I was like, these fucking helicopters, man. And he laughed. He said to me, like, I can't sleep without hearing a helicopter. You know, it's so normal for him. Like, you know, and like what you're saying about the police vans, they've all got side skirts so bombs can't be thrown underneath them and stuff. Like, it is It is very clear, the relics of the Troubles. Yeah, the, the legacy of the Troubles, I mean, you kind of see it um, everywhere you go on every street corner. There's actually a famous pub uh, called the Sunflower, um, which uh, has a, a cage that was once used to protect it from uh, kind of uh, petrol bomb attacks that, that now kind of has co- uh, flowers um, covered in it and it's kind of decorative. Um, so the, 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 the city has changed, you know, to a certain, to a certain extent, uh, or to a large extent, I should say. But you still... The relics are there and the, the, the you know, there's, there are still tensions and, you know, people, but also a lot of people kind of live through it. You know, it's not that long ago. Sure, but like, you know, it, it's kind of funny how oh, this pub has the cage. You know, people still have cages in their back gardens, you know, when they live near the border walls, the separation walls. It's madness. Um, maybe you can... Um explain to us because i think we've kind of glossed over it slightly like maybe you can explain the troubles and the good friday agreement and what is the difference between you know people that follow the good friday agreement and so-called quote-unquote dissidents the i mean the trouble started in 1969 um and it was uh, kind of i mean on the, the the republican side there would have been the provisional irish republican army um, they fought against the British Armed Forces, the Royal Ulster Constabulary, the Ulster Defence Association, or the UVF, a bunch of other kind of groups. There were, I think, what, about six or seven hundred civilians killed. Um, they went on for until until kind of peace talks that started in in, in, 19, in 1997. Um, the Good Friday Agreement then kind of 
was it kind of established the power sharing agreement, um, which kind of it collapsed two years ago. I don't know if you if you know that Northern Ireland hasn't had a government for the past two years. Yeah, that's another issue, right? Stormont has been empty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a so the kind of the the main kind of uh, unionist party and the main Republican party would kind of share power, but then Martin McGuinness re- uh, resigned over this uh, scandal involving fuel that kind of cost the Northern Irish taxpayer like almost five hundred million pounds or something like that. So they haven't had a government for the last two years. Right, and these the the so-called dissidents are Irish Republicans that don't agree with the Good Friday Agreement, right? They think the war should still be raging. They don't accept the compromises. Yes, exactly. But the the dissident, I should say that the the dissident kind of base is a is a broad it's a broad church. So like there are dissident does refer to people who don't uh, accept the Good Friday Agreement, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of them support. A military campaign they are kind of divided over that if that makes sense yeah sure there's there's militant dissidents and then there's people that are just not happy with it yeah but there are actual there would be kind of dissident republican groups that don't accept good friday but that's still that still don't support a military campaign so irogy would be an example of of them you know what i mean so the, the kind of the dissident groups are themselves divided over the legitimate the legitimacy of political violence and uh in terms of the groups that the new ira is allegedly kind of formed a part of, like there was a coalition of all these different groups. Maybe we can go through uh, a few of them, specifically RAD or Republican Action Against Drugs. Um, you know, let's start with them. Who were they? Yeah, so Republican Action Against Drugs was a kind of a vigilante group that, um, you know, targeted targeted drug dealers. Uh, something that actually we haven't talked about that your listeners might be interested in is that uh, kind of traditionally Irish Republicans have had a kind of a, 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 a quite a quite a hard anti-drug and anti anti-alcohol stance um which is because in the the green book which was kind of given to ira volunteers uh there's a there's a section in it that kind of warns people about the the dangers of of, of drinking alcohol um people talking in the pub kind of giving away uh very important information that kind of thing so there would be a legacy of kind of irish republicans either being complete teetotalers or or not drinking very much so the republican and they would see kind of drugs as you know, a force that, uh, you know, destroys communities and, you know, kind of facilitates their oppression. So, but it's all, it's all rooted. It's kind of, there is a history of kind of being against uh, any, any kind of intoxication within the, the Republican movement. They would have targeted drug dealers, um, but they, they joined up with the new IRA then when they were formed a few years ago. Right. And I think, you know, there's definitely, there's, there's a, bit of irony to that because it's rumoured, let's just say rumoured, that a lot of the so-called dissident Republican groups are actually dealing in drugs themselves. There is definitely very strong evidence that the real IRA in the Republic actually were dealing in drugs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, well, I know that um, they were certainly in conflict with a lot of of drug dealers. Maybe they were trying to get in on their territory themselves. There was... um, Famously, the leader of the real IRA was murdered in 2012. A guy called a guy called Alan Ryan, um, by a drug dealer who the who the newspapers refer to as Mr. Big, who they won't name. I think he's involved in some sort of an ongoing case. Um, but it was interesting when Alan Ryan was killed because it was it was it was a real kind of show of force that the from from the from the dissidents that they kind of they do have like so he they had a. a pretty large scale military funeral and there was also kind of a volley of shots over the side of his uh, coffin and the guards kind of just stood by because they didn't if they had intervened there would have been um, 
well, it would have been, it could have been, it could have gotten quite ugly. Right, right. And and maybe uh, for, for anyone that doesn't know, maybe you can explain uh, the scene that is a, a volley of shots. Oh, well, they just kind of, they took out some rifles and fired them in the air over his coffin as it was going, as it was, as it was going down, you know. Right. And these, these are guys dressed up in, you know, what would traditionally be associated with IRA uniform, particularly, right? Like IRA fatigues, balaclavas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, it's it was a military style funeral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing I never realized, I was under the impression that the real IRA were were quite powerful. Still, like, what happened with them? Why did they suddenly, you know, kind of join with the new IRA? The new IRA. A lot of the people who join, who are in the new IRA now, kind of were were in the real IRA. So it's not the new IRA. It's not like there was. Two join two group. It was a new group that was formed by kind of members of the real IRA. So they weren't kind of joining up with something that pre-existed. If that makes sense. Um, and how much of a threat do you think the new IRA actually poses? I personally, when I first looked at it, I thought you know it's not a big deal. But then they made a under the vehicle IED last year or two years ago, which the police said was very intricate. And then there was the car bomb, and then now there have been these letter bombs throughout England. I mean, what do you think? I mean, it depends on what you mean by it, Dane. I think that the, I think that a return to the the conflict that you know anything resembling the conflict that was the troubles is is not going to happen. That you know the um, the appetite just just isn't there for it. But I mean, I would be concerned about some people getting caught in the crossfire, as we talked about earlier. The bomb that went off in January, there were people around that you know half an hour before it went off. Um, you know, and famously in. 1998, the the Oma bombing uh, as well, where people there's kind of case after case of kind of people being accidentally killed. So you know the the Oma bombing, um, they kind of the the car park that the, the 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 car was supposed to be parked in was full, so they ended up parking it on a road. And when they called in the when they called in the warning, uh, the police sort of inadvertently ended up sending people towards the explosion, and it ended up killing 30 people. And um, so I mean I could be I would be certainly concerned about kind of innocent people being maybe caught in kind of crossfire or, you know, or, or a bomb going off where it wouldn't be or that kind of thing. But I mean, I, I can't see kind of civilians being deliberately targeted, if that makes sense. Sure. And do you think the um, the intelligence, you know, the, the police force and the intelligence services in Britain uh, taking it seriously? I know that the, the Garda commissioner said last year that he, he saw, um, when he came in, the new Garda commissioner, he, he said that he saw dissident republicanism as the biggest threat to, to Ireland. Um personally i think that that's over overstated i know that mi5 have sent 20 percent of their forces apparently to northern ireland in a bid to to prevent to prevent terror attacks um so it's i would i'm not sure if it's i would frame it as if as, if, uh, as the british government maybe not taking not taking seriously the threat of the threat of a return to something resembling the troubles i would more say that their their disregard for kind of northern ireland in general what might lead to uh, you know, kind of uh, some people being unnecessarily killed, probably probably members of the PSNI or, or British soldiers or that kind of thing. Right, and and we should be said actually, the new IRA have actually killed a police officer, at least uh, police officer, at least one, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's um kind of a spate of attacks that they've been that they've kind of claimed responsibility, and the real IRA before them like would have killed a lot of people. The leader of the new IRA, uh, he was arrested. Right, tell us about him. Yeah, he killed he killed a, another 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 Republican guy kind of um in broad daylight it seems in in County Mead back in 2013 um and he was convicted by 
the special the special criminal court, which is a it's actually it's a there's a lot of people who kind of uh, it's it's who oppose the the special criminal court these days. It's a it's a remnant from the troubles. It was set up by the Irish government as a way of prosecuting people suspected of being involved in a paramilitary organization because it just wasn't possible to put them to trial in front of a jury. Uh, but these days it's kind of used for people who are involved in say like drug cartels or you know dissident republicanism or that kind of thing. Um, so no, they gave him they gave him life in prison. Um and there weren't there wasn't much of a public outcry which again is kind of further proof that there's no these guys don't have anything resembling the the support that the likes of the the provisional IRA who fought during the troubles would have had. Yeah, well that that's what I kind of notice in certain parts um, of West Belfast, the youth and, and and in Derry as well, like the youth are kind of like yeah we support CRU, we support the new IRA. But again, it is just kind of kids. Just you, you, know, you know what I mean. It doesn't seem that there's an appetite for for war anymore. Like it'd be madness to return to that. Yeah, and there's also kind of a generation of people who who don't remember what the troubles were like and how kind of deeply how kind of deeply unpopular they were with people. If that makes sense, um, you know, like if you if you kind of if you if you're a young person, so I'm I'm 27, so I kind of have a, a, a kind of vague recollection of the troubles but 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 not that much of it if you just look at the sort of cliff notes of the of the of the troubles and say like okay there was uh internment bloody sunday the ira fought back and there was the peace process and that's your kind of limited knowledge of what happens well then it's very easy to kind of sit on a bar stool and be like yeah siru yeah the new ira brits out you know what i mean um and i, I do feel that there's a certain there's a fer- certain amount of people that that maybe don't have a very sophisticated understanding of the troubles that kind of do engage in that kind of barstool republicanism well no i mean it, it's right it was one of the most bloodiest wars you can think of you know ten thousand people died open urban combat like you, you would hope that it doesn't ever result to that again you know what i mean um what do you think uh is gonna happen then let's just talk about the brexit situation because it is the kind of elephant in the room what do you think is gonna happen you know surely they're not gonna put a hard border in it would just be madness i really really hope not and to their credit, the government here, Fianna Gael, have have done a lot. Have done pretty much everything they can to make sure that 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 doesn't happen. Um, but I would, I mean, I would question how dysfunctional our our, our politics in in the UK at the moment. Oh, mate. <laughs> I mean, I I sat aghast. I worked in UTV Ireland when it was still open. I sat aghast in their newsroom. So, oh my God, they they've actually done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They actually voted to leave. And the most the most googled thing that day was what is the European Union. So nothing nothing would surprise me to be to be to be perfectly honest. But I do know that there's nobody 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 really wants it. Um so I, I, I really hope not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a border a hard border will be absolutely horrible. And, and it will be horrible because there will be violence, but let's be honest it's Ireland, <laughs> you know, it would be very understandable that people would get extremely angry if these forces were there again, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants, well, nobody I know anybody wants to see British soldiers patrolling, you know, uh, a, a, a border between, you know, two different, two different islands. I mean, that would be a, that would be a terrible kind of step backwards, I feel. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think is going to happen with the new IRA? Do you think we'll see more attacks? Yeah, I think that you know these guys kind of they 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 their kind of stated aim is a thirty-two county 
socialist republic. They view Ireland as a kind of a, a country that's occupied by Britain. So I mean, as long as as long as as long as that's the case, and there are people, dissident groups that don't accept the Good Friday Agreement, there's always going to be a group that refers to themselves at the IRA uh, as the IRA that will be probably willing to kind of you know uh, select targets and, and and go for them. So um, we probably will see uh, some more attacks. Although I you know I obviously hope not. Yeah, and that's something I think we should be very specific about, uh, which we haven't mentioned. Like, for example, the new IRA, they don't just want for Ireland to be unified. They want to get rid of the current government in Ireland, in the Republic. They want to get rid of uh, Sinn Féin as well, right? It's not just the unification. They want a full-on revolution everywhere, in every part. Yeah, and, and they, I mean, to be, in, you know, they, they take they take issue with the with the term dissident. They, they believe that Sinn Féin are the dissidents. They think that, you know, Sinn Féin accepting you know, accepting the government in the Republic of Ireland, accepting the government in Northern Ireland, uh, is 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 a divergence from what has traditionally been the the Republican Socialist position. Um so, you know, they wouldn't refer to themselves as as dissidents, um if that makes sense. Um they're a far left kind of uh par- paramilitary group. They want a thirty two county socialist socialist republic, as was outlined by the people who fought in the 1916 Rising. And they're also against the so-called free state as well, right? They don't like Michael Collins. They believe that that was capitulation as well back in the day. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I can, look, that I think that, you know, as long as there's, as long as there's a kind of a Northern Ireland and the Republic in Ireland, a Republic of Ireland, these guys are always going to be a presence in kind of some form or another. Although to their credit, there are a number of dissident groups now that even dissidents don't support certain, uh, you know, military actions and that kind of thing. Um, it's it's almost it seems to me almost as if England should get out of Northern Ireland or something. Who knows? <laughs> it depends who you ask. You know. Um, I, I I do think actually though it is worth mentioning that um I do think that we are. The a vote, uh, a referendum on a, on a on a united Ireland is 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 actually a political possibility now. You know, particularly in in kind of English politicians have shown this to have absolutely no regard for for <laughs> for, for people in for people in Northern Ireland. It's very it's very much uh, an afterthought. Um, and I think that the 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 idea of united Ireland is kind of starting to make more and more sense politically. So I could see a vote on it in the next ten, twenty years, maybe definitely. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it would probably be a yes personally. Um, if that even even like some kind of middle class uh, unionists would probably realize they're better off in a united Ireland than they are in this fractured state we're having right now. That is true, but I also think that the the DUP in particular they're they're so kind of conservative uh, socially. They're kind of against abortion. They're against same sex marriage. Mate, they don't believe in dinosaurs. That's how crazy they are. <laughs> like they they're really old school. Yeah, it's they're, they're they're creationists. That's right. But they they've alienated a lot of young people who would have been traditionally from backgrounds that would have voted unionists. Um, and I think that the I think there was a speech leaked from Jerry Adams a few years ago, and he said that kind of being socially progressive is the kind of Trojan horse by which a united Ireland could be achieved. And I think that time will prove that that was, that was, that was correct. Personally, I think that 
if there was a vote and there was a united ireland and ireland was reunified i then personally believe that the loyalist paramilitaries like the uda and the uff you know the ones that love england and love the union jack and what have you in northern ireland in the shankill specifically i really think they would start causing chaos yeah, it's, it really looks like it doesn't really matter what we do. We're always going to have some kind of paramilitaries, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Um, my, just to end this, my favourite piece of graffiti, right? So I was walking, I've done films in, uh, I actually did a film in the Shankill once upon a time. Um, and over there, it's, uh, what is it? K-A-T. So kill all tags. Tags being a derogatory term for a Catholic or an Irish person, right? And then on the other side, it's what, K-A-H, kill all Huns, a derogatory term for the other side. But then I started seeing F-A-P, and I asked this guy, I said, why, why is F-A-P? He said, it's fuck all paramilitaries. So youth that were just fucking sick of it all were spraying F-A-P, fuck all paramilitaries. And basically, it was kids that just wanted to, like, smoke weed without being kneecapped, you know, it made me laugh. <laughs> well, it comes back to what you were uh, saying, is that maybe, you know, there's... Uh the the appetite just really isn't there i think that you know people are genuinely just kind of fed up of 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 being of living in a war zone and are gonna they're gonna do pretty much everything they can to avoid a return to that and i just hope that you know the actions of the the british government uh you know over the course of i don't know how long it's going to take to you know go through brexit but i hope that their their actions don't exacerbate things and lead to an escalation of conflict because you know no nobody wants that absolutely um, mate, where can people get hold of you if they want to contact you and follow your work? Uh, the best place to get a hold of me would be Twitter, Polly Doyle. The handle is at Big Polly Doyle. Um, so yeah, you can you can catch me there. It's a very very Irish stereotype handle you've got for your Twitter there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. All right, thanks. All the best. So that was Paulie Doyle talking about the new IRA and how Brexit and various other situations could affect their militant campaign. Uh, And also about how the uh, possibility of a reunified island is uh, much more likely now. If you like what we're doing here at Popular Front and you want the bonus episodes and more, please do consider supporting us on the Patreon. This is all grassroots. Go to patreon.com slash popularfront. Or if you prefer to support in another way, go to popularfront.co slash support. There's all different ways you can support there. Uh, One-off donations, Bitcoin, all sorts. This episode was sponsored by the thedefensepost.com. Defense with an S. Check them out for daily updates on the world in conflict. Also just want to give a shout out to the Behind the Bastards podcast. Uh, they were very nice about Popular Front on one of their episodes. Check that out. It's very interesting. All about like the biggest fuckers in history and things you probably didn't know about them. Really good. Check it out. If you want to get in touch with me, follow me on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash Jake underscore Hanrahan, H-A-N-R-A-H-A-N. Or you can follow the Popular Front Twitter. That's twitter.com slash popularfrontco like the site as i've said the uh, website is fully operational now go to www.popularfront.co if you want to follow us on instagram that's instagram.com slash popular.front thank you very much to the following people without you this would not be possible they are adam berg snyder axel iverson chad walker dan dunham Daniel Shearer, Darby, 
Diana Gorvenek, Elizabeth Benicki, Emily Molly, Fletcher Tate, Jack Mayhoff, James from the Discord, Joanne Stocker, Joel Tambusi, Kyle Payne, Lawrence Abrahams, LH, Margaret Bowling, Michael Euler, Patrick Bronte, Peter McCormack from What Bitcoin Did, Russia Al Akidi, Ryan Sandercock, Scartoon Music, Scott Jonesy, Sebastian from the Discord, Surushe Hawazi, Teddy, Tom Lochrin, Tony Bin, Vida Provost, and Zachary Hinch. Thank you very much. Without you lot, this definitely would not be possible. Listen to Popular Front, go on the site popularfront.co. Music in this episode, the intro was by Home and the outro was by Son of Old. His SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash son dash of dash old. Thank you.